Welcome to Heart Talk. I'm your host, writer, educator, and creator, Tracy Michelle. mean to finish? Finish what you start? Finish a book that you were saying you were going to write years ago? Finish starting a business? Finish watching an episode of This Is Us on television? What does it mean to start something and actually execute to the point where it is complete? When I think about all the reasons why we don't ever finish, I often think about my work as a writer. See, I believe a great writer is one who is willing to go through the ominous doors, dark rooms, and sometimes the weird and scary places of our minds and hearts. Places where everything is beautiful and ugly and broken and stable and insane and filled with all of the divinity and humanity of the human spirit, either for the sake of a character, if you're writing fiction, or for our own sakes, if we're writing something closer to home. I feel like a writer who is not willing to do that kind of digging, that kind of dirty exploration, will often find themselves only scratching the surface, floundering in a pool of mediocrity as an oil well left untapped. So I've discovered something very interesting. More people don't reach the fullness of success in their lives, not because they don't pursue their dreams, but because they have a hard time receiving and accepting the fulfillment of them. Because sometimes that receiving and accepting of fulfillment requires them to go to places they don't want to go. Many times I myself have found that I am on the verge of something awesome and great, Um, but then I'm not able to accept what was actually happening. And so to a certain extent, I sabotage it, right? I sabotage it with mediocrity or procrastination or all these feelings of unworthiness. And part of it might have been that the requirements for me to elevate, you know, for God to elevate me, right? Uh, Most of the time, it simply requires me to be uncomfortable. And I've become so comfortable in striving that when the season for striving is over and it's time to thrive, it's time to live, that feels strange, that feels uncomfortable. So for me, I want to be open fully to the direction, the purpose, that the path, right, that I am supposed to be on um, to the point that I move with the flow of my life, that I move with God's purpose and not against it. I want to be prepared to receive all of it because I truly believe that's how I get to execution. That's how I get to uh, finishing, right? And so I'm so excited that today's episode, we are going to talk to Candace Wilkins, who is the author of Letters to the Finishers Who Struggle to Finish. Um, In full disclosure, she is signed to New Season Books and Media, um, who is responsible for this podcast, um, a company that I started several years ago to create space for creators to, you know, say the hard things and to tell the stories that often go untold. 
So I am super excited to have her. Please take a listen and let us know what you think. Candace is an amazing um, person to just know and to glean from. And so I'm excited to talk to her today. So take a listen. super excited about this sister here <laughs> um, for a number of reasons that we're going to get into. Um, but I want to talk to you about her letters to the finishers who struggle to finish. <laughs> yeah. You got to that, that part. That, that part. <laughs> and you're that one. I, I see you. <laughs> you got that book in your soul. Or you have that business idea. Um, and let's let's jump right in okay. to that. Okay. Because yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Um, I as a person who is a writer and a publisher, okay. I get a lot of folks running running up on me. <laughs> right? Like I get a lot of folks running up on me. And they say, I have this great idea for a book, or tell me how you started your business. Mm. Um, and I'm like, you know, I'm great. Like First thing, start writing, you know, second, you know, get your business plan. And then I'll run into that person six months later, a year later. I'm like, oh my gosh, how's things going? And they're like, but see what happened was. So tell us what was the impetus? What was the catalyst for you writing this book? Well, I was that, I was that person, Mm -hmm. but it was like a decade. Like you would check back, right? Like you would check back and be like, "Yeah, girl, so where are you supposed to be?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like, um, I, I was that person that I had. I was really stuck in the start, stop, start, stop, start, stop cycle. Um, in terms of my creativity mm-hmm. and in terms of business, you know, I would start something, I would get right in the middle of it, and then it would just go away. It would just dissipate and it was so frustrating for me because, you know, it was people would be like, I don't understand. Like they would look at me and be like, just do it. And I'm like, it's not working that way. Right. Um, and it was really just incredibly frustrating. And so what ended up happening was uh, the end of 2017, um, I sort of had a epiphany. At that time, I lost my job. And I was home and I'm looking for a new job. Nothing's really panning out. Um, I'm frustrated because I know that during this time, I feel like I should be purposing. I should be doing something with all the gifts that God has given me. Um, and I have nothing but time on my hands. So I'm just like, why am I so scary? Why, you know, am I just so scared to just do it? Why, you know, so I had a long time ago read uh, Shonda Rhimes' book, A Year of Yes. So I decided I was going to have sort of my own year of yes. And I didn't put it on social media and I didn't make it a challenge or anything. I just did it for myself. And so every time something would scare me or um, something would freak me out to do it, I just would say, okay, I'm going to do it. Um, And I just had a private year of yes. And what that sort of was, it was kind of the push for me trying new things and kind of getting out of my shell, out of my comfort zone. And um, what came from that is I went live 
on Facebook for 30 days with a teaching series. And um, it was really pushed by a friend of mine from high school who was like, girl, like you show up for everyone else. When are you going to show up for yourself? And I was like, that's a word. Good point. <laughs> You're right. So, you know, after my little feelings got together, got my little feelings together, um, I did it. And I was consistent. And I literally, I couldn't believe that I was consistent in showing up live on Facebook for 30 days straight um, doing a teaching series. I was on for like an hour or so. And I just did it. And I thought, this is my book. This mm-hmm. is the book I've been waiting I on. I thought that too. Yeah, I literally, I thought this is the book, you know? And so, you know, my husband's all excited and my friends are like, yeah, girl, you know, I'm like, all right. So I'm transcribing and then I start to get that feeling like that, like that, that I feel like it's like a crunching in on myself. Like I just felt like I don't want to do this anymore. Like every day my husband was like, oh, did you transcribe today? And I'm like. Yeah, you know, like you don't really want to say, like, right. I ain't really do nothing in my day to day. You know, he's like going off to work and I'm like in the house, like, hmm, what's on YouTube? Like, right. so I was, and then, you know, I just beat down on myself so badly because I'm like, why am I like this? And I was talking to a friend of mine who I was just, you know, he's, he's another creative. Um, he has like a YouTube channel and he's just consistent with his, you know, his content. And I'm like, I don't understand why I'm like this. And I was just lamenting myself, really. Um, and this stop, start, stop, start, start, stop, like this, this whole cycle. And he said to me, that's your first book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that's my first book? No, I'm working on my first book that I can't seem to finish. Right. And he's like, no, that's your book. That's the first book you should write about that stop start cycle. That's your book. And I sat with it for maybe about a week and I I just put I can't finish on my whiteboard. I have a whiteboard at home and I'm like and I have a side that's just books that I want to write or ideas and I was like I can't finish. And it just started to flow out of me. And my husband was kind of looking at me crazy because he's like, let me get this straight. <laughs> he's like, you're going to stop. That sounds just like you're going <laughs> to just like he's like, so you're going to stop a book to start another book about how you can't finish what you start. And I'm like, don't judge me. I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And once I made that decision, I, I, it started just coming out of me and I think I spoke with you Mm -hmm. and I said, I have this idea for a book and I told you the idea. And I think I told you the title, but at that time I had the title Mm -hmm. and I was like, I think letters to the finishers who struggle to finish. And when she said that, (laughs) I was like, bet. Literally, (laughs) she was like, I want that book. That's the book I want. Right? Like it just resonated. I think yeah. there's there's these moments where you just know. Yeah. Now it doesn't mean that the book gets written, but it, it it's these moments where you just know that this is it. Yeah. And so if you if you get that moment, hold on to that yeah. because there's gonna be a million other things which you talk about in the book. Oh my god. Million other things that are gonna try to knock you off that truth. Yep. The truth is this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Absolutely. How do I get, how do I get to what's, the finish line? Yeah. How do I get what's in me, out of me, 
and consistently enough so that I can finish it. And because I've had that feeling before of like, right. yes, this is it. Yeah. And so what kind of scared me about writing this book, which is the first line of the book right. is, I hope I finish this book because I wasn't, I was concerned about my own ability to finish the book about finishing. Right. And because I, I'm like, I'm walk, you know, I'm walking through this with you guys. Like, I'm kind of like, I hope I finish this. And then through the process of writing the book, I became the finisher that finishes. Yeah. And that was the most amazing because I, I am, I am changing through the book. And that was sort of the truth. It was almost like a prophetic truth in that that was one of the first things that God said to me is that your mindset has to change about who you are, Mm -hmm. which is why the book is letters to the finishers, because that was my first problem is that I had already decided that I was a non You wrote it on the board. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't finish. You know, right. that was my, that was the, that was the truth that I was telling myself, but it wasn't true. Right. It's not that I'm a non-finisher. So that's why the book is not like letters to the non-finishers. Let, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's letters to the finishers because that's the truth. You just struggle to finish. And that, that was like mind blowing just at the beginning. And you know what? That's what I love about it because it's not just about, and I've said this when I've talked about the book to other places, it's not just about helping a person finish a particular project. So it's not just about, oh, you want to finish your book, follow these, you know, this formula to getting, (laughs) it's not that, it's really about who you are yeah. and, and changing the narrative that's yeah, in your brain absolutely. about what you've been telling yourself about what you can or what your capacity is right. and starting from that point yeah. to accomplish a particular project. Yeah. yeah. And more than just, because I say that in the book, like it's not just about finishing that thing. You know what I mean? It's about cultivating the mindset of being a finisher because that is what is going to help you to finish over and over and over again, Absolutely. you know, not just that one thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to go to the things that stop us from finishing. Okay. Like that's what I want to talk about now. <laughs> All right. Because I'm sure everyone has a long list. I even have, like there is, I consider myself a finisher, but there are things that I know that I have to overcome obstacles that I know they're going to come my way that will try to impede my ability to finish. So talk a little bit, at least about one or two things that you find impedes your ability to finish. So the first thing I would say is wanting something to be perfect. Mm. Um, that, <laughs> Oh my goodness. That has, that has impeded so much progress. Mm-hmm. Um, just not putting the thing out and I don't even, it doesn't even matter what the thing is. I mean, it could be as simple as an Instagram post. I will, I mean, you know, this, <laughs> I, I will tweak and tweak and tweak and still put it out and just go, I still don't like it. You know, it's, it's, in, it's such a problem that you need something to be perfect. And really what you're scared of, or at least what I was scared of, is the backlash, the judgment, the criticism, because it's not, 
it's deeper than the thing that I'm worried about. It's what it's the reflection on me. Right. And that has been a major problem. So that trying to put things out and then just leave it. Cause that was a major problem when I, when I was writing yeah. is that, and that's what you told me, like, just write, right. just let it, you need Come. to dump. First. You just need to dump it. And I was at the beginning of writing, I was trying to edit myself and I'm trying to think, you know, well, what this person might think. So finally, I just had to like, okay, look, like <laughs> either I'm just gonna like I just have to write. And I that was helpful to just not be worried about it being perfect. Cause it's not going to be perfect. This book is coming out. Are there things even now that I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I wish I had put this in? I thought about something last night and I was no. like <laughs> And that, I knew she was going to say no, so I was like, I'm not even going to send that text because I really was up at like midnight like, I really wish I could put that one piece of information, but so I knew she was going to say no. So I just didn't even, I didn't even send the text. So, you know, I'll just talk about it at some point, right. um, but it's, it's not in there. So I just had to let go of the need for it to be perfect and realizing that I'm not perfect. And that's okay. Right. That's really okay. And I think that has that has been major for me. It's just letting people see that I'm flawed and I've got cracks. And, you know, I've yeah. never been one to really know. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want anyone to see you behind the curtain. Yeah. 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 Um, but this book is behind the curtain. So <laughs> well, it is know, what it is. Toni Morrison uh, has this quote where, well, she talks a lot about, um, for her, you know, not writing for the white gaze. Hmm. Um, and like this hyper awareness that, mm-hmm. you know, that there's somebody else. And so, yes, there's the white gaze, but I all, I think we all deal with some kind of gaze, like yeah. the church gaze, like how they're going to judge, like if you like, so you're a minister, right? right. So how are they going to judge that some was... of the things that you expose yeah. in this book? Right. Or the family gaze. Right with the friend friend gaze, the free friend gaze, like yeah, right, (laughs) you know that kind of thing, like all of those things that will try to speak to your um, what you're trying to speak to, you know, your project in a way that doesn't serve it, right? Right. And so I I am very (laughs) familiar with that. So perfection is one. Yeah. What's give me another fear? Mm. Fear, fear. Fear, fear. Fear has wrapped me up more times than I honestly care to say. And it has been my constant companion in my mm-hmm. life for I can't my whole life. I cannot, it has it felt like I could not move without it. Mm-hmm. Um it's become like almost an appendage mm-hmm. to me. And just just I'm I am I have a control issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a, I mean, I'm freely admitting that I have a control issue. So I, I am constantly curating my environment. I'm constantly making sure that I know the outcome. If I do this, I am, I want to know the outcome. I want to know exactly how it's going to land. I want to know exactly, which points back to that perfection thing, which is where that comes from. I need to know what's going to happen. Right. And that comes from a, you know, different traumas in my childhood that I felt out of control. I felt like things were happening to me. Um, And so I was really controlling, really like, I just need to know exactly what's going to happen. And if I don't know exactly what's going to happen, I'm not doing it. And that has made me back off of 
every, so many things in my life. Um, I think I say in the book, you know, I have been a, I have sort of been watching my life happen to me instead of making my life happen. Mm. Um, and that has kind of been the way that I've lived. And when I had my year of yes, what I realized is what I was so incredibly frightened and scared of wasn't so scary after all. And I came to the conclusion that I don't, I don't, it's like the fear of failure, the fear of like falling. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't really have a track record of failing once I try. Ooh. I don't really have a track record. Of, <laughs> I don't have a track record of failing once I try. If I try something, I tend to do pretty well at it. Um, and so I'm like, so maybe so it's the story that you right, told. like so maybe <laughs> I need to change that. Yeah, maybe I need to change that narrative. I need to not think because it's not true. It's just yeah. not true. And I think we really have to start to figure out what is actually true about the life that you're living. Tell yourself the truth, which is a chapter in the book. So awesome. Yeah. So here is where I got something from the book. Because like I said, I consider myself a finisher. Um, on paper, I've executed a lot. Mm -hmm. But, and, and so you would think that, oh, well, this book is not for me because mm -hmm. I am, I have a hundred million followers or I'm, I'm, a finisher. I'm a finisher. But what I figured out in reading your book was that often for those of us who consider ourselves finishers, who know that we're finishers, who don't have that issue of trying to change that narrative, mm -hmm. We often are not finishing in the most efficient way possible. <laughs> and so I love that simultaneously while you're speaking to the person who just struggles to get it done, mm -hmm. you are actually, and I don't even know if you really even realize this as you were writing it or know this, you're actually also speaking to those who execute fine, but maybe you know, take the um, the Hebrew children route, like right. the 40-year yeah. route yeah. for 11-day trip. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I feel like, for me, that's what I got from the book. I wow. got that some tools on how can you be the most efficient, right, mm -hmm. in finishing a project. Because, if, yeah, I mean, you might finish it, but if it takes uh, you five years to do something that should have only taken you one, you've lost four years right. of purpose and et cetera, et cetera. And it's not just about, and I say this, it's not just about finishing. It's about finishing well. Yeah. And wellness is not just the project. Wellness is you. Yeah. Like, because you can finish, but are you well? Are you finishing in the healthiest way possible? Exactly. You know, because I think, right, so as a person who I'm going to, you know, I am a finisher who finishes, please know that. But if I look back I always thought the grass was greener on the other side, mm. right? So I look at you, for example, I look at friends that I have in my life who just decide, you know, they just, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it well and I'm going to accomplish it. And then I'm going to, you know, and then they just get, get it done. And I'm like, wow, it must be nice to live that kind of existence. Cause I'm like, I don't know that life, but I've also seen it not necessarily be the most healthy way and they're not healthy, right? So you can be productive, but not finish well. You can have all of this stuff that you're like, okay, I'm gonna do, but you can grind yourself into dust. You know what I mean? Trying to do Ow. everything. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just saying. You know, I'm just saying. 
you know, if you're at a point where you're not able to rest, if you're not able to relish in resting, right? If you have to be forced to rest, you know, now I flip it on the other side, I probably rest too much, right? <laughs> so I probably, there needs to be moments where I'm like, okay, I need to, there's nothing wrong with grinding, right? You can, you can grind, but you need to build in time yeah. to rest because yeah. the, the point isn't just to finish, it's to finish well and in the most productive, right. efficient way Healthy. possible. And you can't do everything. Nobody is good at everything. Like right. get a team, get some help, get somebody who is better at something than you are and hire them or barter with them or something to yeah. help you push to the finish line. Right. Yeah. Like you need that. She's all on my toes. I'm sorry. And I don't appreciate it. She's very disrespectful. But she's right. So there's that. Um, so you're here now. You finished. Uh-huh. How's your heart? How's my heart? Um, on one hand, I'm excited. I am ready to sort of hold the book in my hand. And then at the same time, some of those old things are coming up, you know, those old habits die hard. So the, the fear, mm -hmm. the, the gaze I'm concerned about, you know, what people will say, how people will judge me, what will they think of me? Um, because I've gotten to a point where I'm sort of comfortable in my skin. Yeah. It's still a work in progress, but I am not as. I'm not playing to the crowds, yeah. you know, so maybe you'll love it and maybe you won't. And I'm trying to get really comfortable with it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I am who I am. Some will like it. Some won't. Right. Some will love the book. Some will think it's crap. Yeah. And I just have to be okay either way. Right. So um, my heart is excited, anxious, and Curiously, I am, and this might sound so weird, I am truly at the happiest place I've ever been. Wow. Because I don't feel like there's anything hanging right now. Yeah. I've always, when I, when I, when I didn't finish, when I knew I had something in me and I couldn't just follow through and get it out of me. Yeah. I felt like I was perpetually pregnant. Uh, and as someone who has been pregnant, that's not true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I've never, like, please understand. Like, I've never naturally been pregnant. But the way that God always speaks to me um, in terms of my purpose, it's always, he's always sent messages in terms of pregnancy. And I remember going to a church with this woman that I did not know. This is probably 18 months to two years ago. And she looked at me and she said, you are way overdue. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm way overdue. Everyone says it. I'm overdue. But it just felt, and I'm not, I'm not pregnant right now. Like it's, I've, I've given birth and I'm excited to see what I've birthed grow up because it's, it's leave, it's left me. You know, and it's out of my hands, you know, and so I'm like, 
I don't know what's going to happen to this baby. It's going to grow up, you know, and it's going to want to explore and do different things. And I'm just excited mm -hmm. to see what happens, what comes of it. Um, but that's the best way I can describe it. I am just, I'm not pregnant anymore. And I feel lighter. Like, right. I just feel like it's its out. The weight. The is weight is, yeah. yeah, it's nothing hanging anymore. So that's, that's good. Yeah. That's real good. <laughs> um, because there's something about that gestation period that if it goes too long, it can cause sickness. Which is what was happening. <laughs> you know, like you, like in natural pregnancy. Yeah. You know, that's the reason why they induce. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why, like, you know, and so. And inducing, I hear, is more painful than just regular birth. How you about know? that? It's just more painful. Like, just, 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 just let it come out. Like, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So I am uh, super excited for you. Um, I met Candace years ago. We worked at the same, um, place that will not be named. Um, <laughs> so, um, we worked at the same place and, um, you know, we talked, you know, periodically and just really connected. Um, and so I am, I'll say to you even publicly that I am so freaking <laughs> proud of you. Thank um, you. like, and I, you know. I know the super say, oh, you shouldn't be proud. Listen, I'm, I'm proud of this one right here. And I'm so excited about where this book, when you talk about the baby growing up, and I'm really excited about how this book is going to go out into the world and bless people. Because I really do think that there's a blessing in it. As I was like doing some developmental editing of it, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, it was literally a process for me to get through it. And so I just believe that Letters to the Finishers Who Struggle to Finish um, will be a blessing to you. And I'm super proud uh, to say that this book is part of the New Season Books and Media family. Um, we're doing things um, that I believe you know, is not only just needed in the culture and needed in the world, but that people haven't seen before, that people are, are just now beginning to talk about. And so the stuff that we have coming out, including Letters to the Finishers, um, is just, I, I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm biased. Yes. I mean, yes, but, <laughs> but you're not wrong. <laughs> so, there's that. so thank you so much for watching and uh, we'll see you at the next Heart Talk. Heart Talk is written and produced by my mommy, Tracy Michelle Lewis Jiggins, for Heart Space and New Season Books and Media. Go to hearttalkpodcast.com to learn more. See you next time.